Hello, and welcome to the Ear Drunk Podcast. My name is Zach Webb, and with me, as always, is Marshall Brook. Jinkies! Oh, rut row. We got an episode <laughs> today, folks. I got a question for you. What's uh, what's your, like, dream van? Like, if you had a van, oh, man. what would that van look like? If you were a man with the van. You know? 1986 Ford with a Viking painted on the side, Zach, because that's Vannon. That's Vannon, baby. <laughs> now, what, 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 what weapon is this Viking wielding, you know? Uh, the Viking has, like, uh, a really large axe, not necessarily a two-handed axe, but just really big for a one-handed axe. He's got a, 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 a spiky horned helm, and behind him there's probably, like, not candy paint, but kind of sparkly paint going from a blue to a green to a yellow and kind of a wavy pattern. Because, you know... He's uh he's looking down on us from Valhalla. Oh shit, so it's a dead Viking. I mean, yeah, most Viking warriors are. Except for the ones <laughs> that play in Minnesota. Ba boom! <laughs> I, I I can check off sports for this episode. We got a sports <laughs> one in there for you if yes. you're listening. Yeah. Oh man. Pigskins, right? Yeah, love them. Eat them up. <laughs> Well, Marshall, I was thinking about my van. You know, if I was a man with a van, what yeah. kind of van I would have. And I think one side would be uh, Mayor McCheese, but he's okay. a wizard. Oh, Right? Okay. He's got a staff, and on top of the staff is a shitload of fries, you know, just kind of okay. like beaming out, you know? And then, like, uh, 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 below him uh, is Ronald McDonald, and blood is just shooting out. All over Ronald McDonald, but it's not blood. It's ketchup. It's the secret sauce. Oh. Yeah. Come and ketchup. Yeah. Other side, it is the scene from that SNL sketch, you know, living in a van <laughs> down by the river. You mm-hmm, know, it kind mm-hmm. of showed my duality, you know, just like how kind of weird, but also referential. Your duality, you know, uh, 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 corporate food and corporate comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I've told you about like doing corporate gigs and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Some of those sound real buck wild. <laughs> yeah, some, some of, of those sound real crazy. So, so here's the thing about corporate gigs and comedy. They always pay really well, right? <laughs> uh, and that is to make up for the fact that they suck as, as gigs sometimes, right? Well, so, I, think, I think, real quick, I just want to say, I think for a degree, part of it is like the Bluth effect. Yeah. Where it's like, once you have that much money just floating around, you no longer know how much a chocolate banana costs. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, geez, it's like, we're hiring them. It's like, it's like, well, I guess we'll pay them the same as we would pay a contractor. Yeah, so $500 for 15 minutes sound cool? Yeah, yeah, man, that sounds dope as hell. Oh, shit, that's more than I make at my real job. <laughs> like, for, a, for, a, for a, a long time there. Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird, though, because sometimes... You'll meet people at those shows, you know, but then you'll meet them later because they're like maybe a fan of actual comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like one time I I, <laughs> I did a, a gig in our apartment, uh, like a like an apartment sort of like loft area, uh-huh. right? like just like the hangout part. And it was in downtown Dallas. And this loft area was like four times the size of my actual apartment, right? And it was just like fireplace, like kitchen, like all of this shit, you know, and like maybe there were like 10 people there, you know? 
<laughs> and it's like, oh, it's the apartment appreciation thing. And I've done it a couple of them uh, with a, a buddy of mine who works those. Yeah, because they pay you money, bro. Yeah, they pay me like money. And then like most of the time, like this one, you know, they just have free alcohol. And they're like, oh, yeah, just, you know, have a beer, have, the, you know, this or whatever. And luckily it didn't go bad, you know, because mm-hmm. like in those situations, I'll be thrown in to be like, all right. You got to do 20 minutes, so you got to do it clean. And I'm like, oh, fuck. They're doing like a corporate event that has like a whole bunch of people there or something. Right. It's like it's yeah. like an awkward vibe because everyone's stuffy. Yeah. But like the situation you just described, there's like 10 people in the room. Right. So the crowd either is on your side or they're going to sour so quickly because yeah. like the vibe is not being sustained by that many people. Right. <laughs> it, it can either go really great because there's like one or two people there who are just super fun and then mm-hmm. they love your set and they love your vibe and that kind of gets infectious or they just hate you and now you're doing like a TED talk for like 20 minutes to these people who all make so much more money than you. But it's like a TED talk that's like it's like a TED talk, but like the guy didn't get his credentials checked. You're just up there saying shit. Yeah. You know, you don't have you don't have any reason to be there. It's not even like TED level. It's Teddy. You teddy, know, like, it's a Teddy talk. <laughs> it's a Teddy talkie. Uh, <laughs> it's just so weird. But luckily, uh, so that gig went well, and then like. I would say like six months later, I was doing a show at a club, and then afterwards, I was just walking off stage, and then this couple came up to me, and they were like, oh, hey, we saw you in our apartment complex. (laughs) (laughs) You're really good. It's great seeing you in like the actual setting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's great seeing you perform comedy in like your natural habitat. Yeah. <laughs> They're I, looking at you like a like it's a, a, a National Geographic documentary. They're like, yeah, whoa, you don't just <laughs> you don't just do this in apartments. <laughs> it's like seeing your teacher at the grocery store. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you lived at the school, dude. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I'm so happy that that wasn't a show where it just, like, sucked. I'm sure they wouldn't have said anything if I did. Like, right, right. <laughs> stick with the apartment gigs, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quit your not day job. It's just weird seeing you tell jokes and, like, people are laughing and also you're not next to a Keurig. <laughs> this is a music discovery and a comedy podcast uh marshall and i uh each week take a select theme and we cater a playlist of music based around that theme this week's theme is scooby don't uh so marshall and i have some uh <laughs> scooby-doo tales to spin y'all but before we jump into that i think it's time marshall for beer of the day let me go again please you know what time it is Stop buying Miller Lite. You got it, and uh, <laughs> you guys know it's beer of the day. Marshall, what are you, what are you sipping on? What's going all up in your mouth with so your I'm teeth and your tongue? I'm trying something new um, oh, yeah. that I was honestly pretty scared to drink, but I saw that I hadn't drank it before, so I said I'm getting that. It's called Pirate Water. Oh, nice, nice. And uh, I got the margarita flavor, but in case I finish this. Before we're done with the episode, I do also have a Bahama Mama flavor. Ah. So, you know, uh, I, I will say uh, uh, the green can, the margarita flavor, not bad. Yeah. Uh, it's 10%, so I thought it was going to taste real strong of whatever shitty booze they put into it. Sure. Um, but honestly, it pretty much just tastes like Sprite. Nice. <laughs> what about you? What are you drinking? Well, Marshall, um, you know, uh, I've been trying to get less Miller Lite these days. And, uh, <laughs> it's almost like someone's shouting at you. <laughs> yeah. You know, but so I made the 
I don't want to say the healthier choice because that's not what that's not what it is, you know. <laughs> but I I, I uh, caught something that caught my eye, and uh, uh, well, folks, it looks like uh, Monster Energy has thrown in their hat into the uh, the old spiked seltzer game. It caught your eye because it was making eye contact with you with a bigger reptile eye on. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, this is called the Beast Unleashed. That's right. It's a hard monster. We're coming up on Halloween. It's all about these hard monsters. Oh, you know? man. Last time I had an interaction with a hard monster, it was after uh, last week's dating game episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for you, kids. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it is a white haze is the name of the flavor, and I bought it because I used to drink uh, uh, white monsters. I've recently kind of like been cutting back, but I was like, what the fuck, a monster that gets you drunk? Mm-hmm. Let me test this out, right? And uh, I'm tasting it, and uh, the first sip, I mean, it's pretty close to the flavor of monster. Yep. But then it kind of goes through this decay state in your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> At the back end of it. This this booze has a half-life of like eight seconds. <laughs> it starts breaking down. <laughs> like, this is what my liver does with all the taurine, you know? <laughs> like, this is... I now know what it's going through, you If know? you drink a monster and wring out a liver... This beverage comes out. Yeah, it's like a, it's like you drink a monster and then like a little goblin, you know, goes into your mouth and just starts laying down paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I've always wanted alcohol that tasted like my favorite drug, paint. Yeah. <laughs> God, put the lead back in paint. <laughs> put the lead back in me, baby. Hey. <laughs> well, Marshall, now that we know what's a... Uh, oh, well, and I have another one, uh, just in case uh, oh, right, this right. one uh, you know, kind of goes out, because uh, I, I don't know how long this episode's going to be, but I know it's going to be a doozy. So I got a White Claw Hard Seltzer Surge, <laughs> the blackberry flavor. And you've got it in a koozie or a, a surge protector, as I've heard it called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm keeping it grounded. You know, I don't want it to, you know, just kind of like you know, pop out and and kill me. Big up, uh, big pun fans, our uh, our audience, big fans of puns. Yeah, yeah, I I get uh, emails sometimes, and they're like, "Hey, man, uh, I like you all a lot, but you guys got to put more puns, or I'm walking." I'm walking. And that's a third of our audience of one of them. <laughs> <laughs> On a good week, it's only a quarter. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's when we have a sexy title, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, XXX Big Tits. Uh, uh, yeah. That, that, that episode did great. Oh, yeah. Big... Got taken off YouTube. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, because of the music. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright. And, yeah, and the tits. And the tits. Tits are copyrighted. I don't know if you, you guys Mine know are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marshall, let's get into another segment before we get into more tit talk. Let's, um... Oh, <laughs> uh, man, we should start a new TikTok thing called tit talk. Tit talk. Actually, you know what? That's not for us. Um... <laughs> That's not our app. <laughs> you ever just uh, you ever speak an idea and go, wait, nope, not me. Constantly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most of my ideas. <laughs> well, Marshall, I got us a segment here. It's our f- uh, first segment post uh, beer of the day. And that is uh, uh, a little segment I like to call, hey, man, Barbera. 
And uh, I, I've, <laughs> it's not a great name, you know. It's, a, it's there. It's there, you know. <laughs> I mean, this is from the creator of Dead Tongue Fun, you know. I don't, <laughs> I don't really come up with a lot of great names here, you know. Um, but, but Marshall, this is a segment where I have a list of synopsis from different Hanna-Barbera cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. Hanna-Barbera, they made Scooby-Doo. Uh, they made like Super Friends. They made a bunch of other shit. Yogi Bear, you know, Hung Kung Fooey. When you uh, uh, when you pitched this this uh, uh, segment at me, I thought Hanna Barbera was one person. Yeah, uh, and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't. What shows has she done? And you yeah. go, well, the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marshall, the two men, because it's the sixties and seventies. No, but they uh, came up with a lot of crazy uh, animations. I mean, like we obviously know like the bigger, bigger name ones, but there's a bunch of them that are just like, how the fuck did this get on air? And I've also thrown in some random AI generated ones uh, <laughs> just in the mix, so you could see which ones which. All right, all right, all right. Sounds good. Uh, your first one, Inch High Private Eye. Uh, oh. It's a cartoon that features a pint-sized detective, <laughs> Inch High. Who stands at just one inch tall. Despite his miniature stature, Inch High tackles big cases with the help of his trusty team, including his niece, Lori, her her muscle-bound boyfriend, Gator, and their St. Bernard Braveheart. Together they solve mysteries and combat villains with a blend of cleverness and resourcefulness. Often involving gadgets and vehicles tailored to inch high size. I think this one is a real show that they tried. That is correct. Inch <laughs> high, private eye is a real show that they made. All right. Next one up. Uh, <laughs> Cadets and Crocs. A group of plucky teenagers and their mischievous pet crocodile, Crunch, Embark on a wild adventure when they unexpectedly join the military academy. Together they face military drills, <laughs> eccentric instructors, and chemical mishaps as they strive to become the top-notch cadets. While Crunch's unpredictable antics often lead them into amusing predicaments, the gang learns the true meaning of teamwork, discipline, and courage. I feel like this one is GPT, but the thing that's making me think it might be real is that, like, I know that the military does fund a lot of propaganda of this sort. G.I. Joe! (laughs) All of Call of Duty. Uh, The movie Independence Day 2. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Battleship. (laughs) For some reason, I thought there was going to be a second part to that. (laughs) But that's just the name of the movie. I remember it in theaters. Yeah. I didn't see it in theaters. I remember when it was there, though. Rihanna oh. was in it. <laughs> was she? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this one's GPT. <laughs> yeah, you are correct, Marshall. <laughs> that is Chant GPT. These robots haven't taken over just yet, Marshall. <laughs> All right. This one is called Drac Pack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I already hope it's real. Uh, Oh, hit me with it. Hit me with the synopsis. It's an animated series that follows the adventures of three teenage descendants of the classic monsters Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, and the Wolfman. 
They lead double lives as normal high school students and as a crime-fighting trio with supernatural <laughs> abilities, aiming to thwart the evil plans of the sinister Dr. Dredd and his henchmen. So, I just want to say, the, 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 the one that is a werewolf uh, could probably pass as a normal student when the full moon's not out. Yeah, how is Frankenstein's um, <laughs> kid <laughs> right. getting away with, like, being normal? <laughs> I guess if you like put him in like a like a back brace, <laughs> yeah, that would and like leg braces too, and it's like yeah, he just walks like that. He's just in a full body cast until he's fighting crime. Yeah, um, no, that's the mummy one. Um, oh no, I want this one to be real, so I'm gonna say it's real. Drack pack is real. Yes, <laughs> yes, Zach, we need to watch it. I really want to watch this one. Uh... <laughs> All right, Marshall. The Fungi Phantom, a cartoon that revolves around the hilarious misadventures of a group of curious teenagers and their ghostly companion. While on a road trip, they stumble upon a haunted house and accidentally awaken an eccentric ghost named Jonathan Willington. (laughs) Sorry, that's not his name. It's Jonathan Willington Mudsy Muddlemore. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Um, God. A man from the 1770s. (laughs) Mudsy, his cat Boo, and the teenagers team up to solve crimes using Mudsy's time-traveling pocket watch. Together, they embark on time-bending escapades, solving mysteries from various historical eras while navigating the quirky dynamics between the living and the supernatural. Chat GPT wouldn't come up with a time traveling pocket watch. That's real. Oh fuck, dude. That I mean, yeah, you're on the money. <laughs> Damn, dude, you're really fucking killing it. I thought I was gonna get you with that one. No, that one. That one. I just. Uh, uh, I was. I was dubious, and then you said the pocket watch, and I was like, that's gotta be real. That says that's something that came out of a writer's room. You yeah. know. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, uh, Lucky Bunny. Uh, We follow the adventures of Benny, a lovable rabbit, with a secret. By day, he's a charming carrot-munching fellow, but by (laughs) night, he can't resist the allure of the local underground casino. Benny's gambling addiction leads him into a series of hilarious and risky situations, from high-stakes carrot poker games to trying to outsmart the cunning fox casino owner. (laughs) With the help of his loyal friends, Benny must learn valuable life lessons about responsibility and friendship while trying to break break free from the thrill of dice and cards in the zany Hanna-Barbera animated series. The thing is, uh, uh, uh... I believe this one is ChatGPT, but then at the same time, it's like, if it was the 70s, they were fine advertising casinos to kids. Sure, you know? aver- uh, the Flintstones <laughs> advertise cigarettes. Yeah. I'm going to say this one uh, uh, is computer generated. You are correct, dude. You're on a fucking roll here today. All right, let's see about this one. Specter Justice. Uh <laughs> A friendly, mischievous ghost named Casper finds himself unexpectedly appointed to the Supreme Court of the United States. Oh, my God. With his transparent nature. 
and unique perspective on justice, Casper brings a fresh approach to the legal system. As he navigates the intricacies of the highest court in the land, he befriends the human justices and shows that fairness and empathy are essential to upholding the law. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god. Oh, oh. Whew. Yeah. I think, uh... <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> that one's... Uh, I feel like they couldn't use Casper as a trademark, uh, as a name, so I feel like I'm going to call that one Computer Made. Yeah, it was. And <sighs> I thought about changing it from Casper, but I was oh, just like, yeah. nah, I'm going to leave it as is. <laughs> that one really had me stumped until that thought occurred to me that they probably couldn't use the name. Yeah. Um, whew. All right, last one here. Uh, Secret Squirrel. <laughs> this cartoon follows the daring adventures of a suave and sophisticated squirrel secret agent named Secret Squirrel. <laughs> he, along with his bumbling sidekick, Morocco Mole, <laughs> takes on various espionage missions to thwart the plans of a rogues gallery of villains. <laughs> Armed with an array of high-tech gadgets and his quick wit, Secret Squirrel faces danger and delivers justice with style. Uh, <laughs> I think for this last one, I think I think the squirrel, I think they gave that a whirl. I think that was a real show. It was a real show. Marshall knocked them all out of the park. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm not gonna lie, Zach. Um, I've been I've been using performance enhancing drugs, um, and by that I mean I've been smoking weed and watching a lot of cartoons. Oh, okay. I thought <laughs> I was like, did you use Chat GPT to win this? Yeah. I, I the had, ultimate trick. I had Chat GPT on my phone, and I just said, "Yo, you ever said this? <laughs> <laughs> this you? This you?" <laughs> when it responded, "Who this?" I knew. Yeah, it was real. It was real. Yeah. <laughs> Great segment, dude. That was oh, fun. Appreciate it, man. I, I, had a, I had a lot of fun with that. It was it was fun just like coming up with ideas for fake Hanna Barbera shows. <laughs> yeah, and just being like, what about a bunch of teenagers who join the military with a crocodile? What is <laughs> What does that look like, Chat GPT? What do you What do well, you got? We've done a similar one before during the uh, the Jason Statham episode. I did one where I came up with Jason Statham movies uh, through yeah. Chat GPT, and I, and I got to say that was a hoot as well. Yeah, you know? and I did one for uh, Bar Rescue. Oh, when that's I was right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a real episode or not? <laughs> and the the thing I learned from I'm pretty sure I did really bad on the Bar Rescue one. too. No, you did good on that oh, one. Okay. But what I realized is I had to use Chat GP to describe real things as well. Oh, because I yeah, was just yeah. using like IMDb's like sort of like uh, right. uh, like their description, which was like three sentences, and then Chat GPT would write the entire fucking episode. Whew, well, well Marshall, uh, uh, thanks for playing. Uh, obviously, you got all the tokens. You, you you can you can buy anything you want here on the prize wall. But uh, I think it's time. For our main segment. Real quick, before we dive in, I do want to make sure everyone knows what's going on. Because yes. uh, I know our show, very complicated. Yep. Very highbrow. Sometimes I've been told that uh, it can be alienating to um, um, a blue-collar audience. A lot of people said this about Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and so I just want to make sure that we all uh, are on the same page before we dive in, and that way no one uh, hops off 
uh, hops out of the mystery machine, you know, at 60 mm-hmm. miles per hour and like yeah. breaks a bone or, or five. Um, <laughs> so uh, the way that we're going to do this is uh, uh, Zach and I have entered. Uh, we are currently recording in a very spooky, very haunted mansion. Yeah. Um, and as we've been sitting here, a lot of crazy hijinks has been happening. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen is uh, Zach is going to run in and out of a whole bunch of different doors mm-hmm. uh, that don't seem to actually link up to each other. And while he's doing that, I'm going to deliver my five song playlist to tell a little story about Scooby Don't. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, we're going to rip the mask off of a dude who's really just not happy about it. Um, and then I am going to go and get scared a whole bunch in a whole bunch of different hallways and do that thing where uh, I try to run, but it goes like, and I'm like in place for a second. Yeah. Yeah. And while I'm doing that, Zach is going to do his five song playlist and tell us a little story. Yeah. And then the Harlem Globetrotters are going to show up. Three and times. Three times they're going to show up. And then, like, uh, and then they're going to, like, kind of take a basketball and then kind of bounce it on top of my head for about 15 minutes. And then the show's over. It's really good. Every Same way every week. Um, I, I, I know most of you know this already, but we got to make sure. Yeah. Uh, so for today's playlist, it's going to begin with the song Unmasked by Derek. Derek? No, Derek. Derek. D- Derek. Derek. Yeah. Marshall, that song was so good. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> I was gasping. This song is like dark and brooding in the best way. Yeah. Um, I love at the top when it's mostly just that like super reverby like guitar or string tone. It might be digital. I don't know. Sure. Sounds like a guitar to me. Um, and then the vocals are in like super low in the mix underneath it. Yeah. Um, and to me, we've talked about it before, but it's like having the words just out of earshot adds so much of that feeling of like suspense. Like like you're mm-hmm. you're trying to hear it, you're trying to listen in and you can't quite get it. And it's like, what's what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> it's the song is very much like sexy brooding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's, vibe. That's the aesthetic I go for. Yeah. That's the aesthetic I'm usually off mark from. Um, You got brooding <laughs> down, baby. You got it down tight. I just need to unbutton more buttons, I guess. Yeah. Or just <laughs> unbutton the right ones. Yeah, that's true. The correct, <laughs> the correct amount. One, six, seven, nine, and 14. Show I, off that belly button, baby. I guess 14's a lot of buttons for a shirt. I don't know. Yeah, well... <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess that is. Um, <laughs> uh, when everything comes together a little bit later in the song, though, and you get that really like deep wub wubby bass, yeah, um, and then the drums are coming in, it feels like Apprehension the musical. <laughs> 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 uh, coming off Broadway, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like everything just feels like off-putting or not off-putting, just like unsettling. You know, it's like sure. it's like you, what's happening next? What's where am I? Who am I? It, why are there no lights on? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is not my beautiful house. <laughs> uh, but it's like one of those EDM tracks that just has like really good, just dark vibes, and I really love that. Um, especially for like the setting I'm creating in this uh, in this story that you haven't heard yet. Yeah. Uh, so Derek, Derek, D I R R C K, Derek, 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 Derek. It's like uh, record scratch. <laughs> Derek is from Georgia, but uh, the country, not the state. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, this guy's got 27,000 monthly plays, so oh, yeah. uh, uh, picking up, doing well. Nice. Um, I really also, in addition to this song, uh, he has this song called Painkiller that uh, I listened to, and I liked that one a lot. Hell yeah. Um, it's like harder than this one, harder than The Unmasked. Uh, it's got bigger bass hits, and the vocal lead is is like way more discernible, mm-hmm. but then it's also like digitally manipulated to be a lot deeper. Ah. Um, and so it's like, uh, it's just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. It, <laughs> it's also spooky. It's really good. Nice. Um, and I gotta say like dark EDM, man, it's, I love it because it makes me feel like I'm like a cyber goth or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> there was one time I went to a, a, a barcade on Halloween and they were having like a, 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 like a cyberpunk night. Nice. And so they turned off all the normal lights and everything was black lights and they just played like, like super just like. Like music kind of like this, and I just remember the whole night being like, "Oh man, this is what it feels like to be a uh, future punk." Yeah, uh, it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Cybergoth is dope because it's like dark but neon. Yeah, right. <laughs> a hotel room sits dark, enveloped by shadows. The door opens, allowing a light from the hall to slice through the darkness. In enters. What could only be described as sexy Mothman. Oh no! <laughs> Wearing nothing but a speedo, a lanyard, and a dead mouse style hat, but designed to look like a moth. God damn, that's sexy. <laughs> the figure's breathing heavily, quickly closes the door behind him. He rushes into the bathroom and washes his hands. They're shaking in the sink. The water runs red with blood. Uh. Finally, he leaves the bathroom and sits on the couch, removing the mask to reveal that it's none other than Channing Tatum. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, sexy Mothman, right? Sexy Mothman. <laughs> God damn, that's good casting. He pours and then downs and then pours and then downs and then pours a glass of whiskey over ice. His hands shake less now. We watch him pull his lanyard off of his neck. The badge reads... CryptidCon 2024. Oh, dip. He sighs before speaking to himself. Come on, Channing. This is supposed to be the best spot for a killing spree. <laughs> Half the cosplays are already covered in blood anyways. And uh, it was going so well. 16 dead nerds before those meddling kids showed up. Uh-oh. We gotta get rid of them. There's still a week of killing to do. How, though? How will I get rid of them? Channing Tatum, come on, man. You have it all already. <laughs> Leave the nerds be. <laughs> and, 
And that brings us to our next song, The Plan, by Year of October. Dirt on my hands This was not part of Woke up early this morning Thinking of what I had done What I had done mm. Man like the acoustic strumming in this song with no other instrumentation, uh, just like in conjunction with her voice, uh, it just makes for like a very like pensive feeling in my book. Yeah. You know what Gordon Ramsay would say about this song? <laughs> what? It's fucking raw! <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's raw as fuck, bro. Yeah, it's very raw. <laughs> It really, like, uh, uh, perfectly captures that vibe of, like, sitting and thinking about formulating a plan. Yeah. But it also kind of captures that vibe of, like, when you're back home and the plan has completely fallen apart. Mm-hmm. And you're just, like, reminiscing on it. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, how how it all crumbled. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so the band Year of October, they're a, they're a Nashville band. Uh, they have 892 monthly plays, and in my book, they deserve more. Definitely. But the thing you wouldn't guess from this song, and really this whole album, mm-hmm. um, is that this band is like a heavy riff-spewing, grimy stoner rock band. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's straight up my alley, dude. Yeah. I, I found this song, I listened to it, and I was like, this is dope. And then I read their bio, and they were like, this heavy riffing band. And I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> I listened to some of their other albums, and I was like, oh, this is sick. Hell yeah. <laughs> so this is like the departure. This is the respite between the riffs. You I, know? Think, like, I think this was their first album. Yeah, sure. And so I think the album, I believe, is called stories mm-hmm. uh honestly as i listened to like their catalog and i didn't listen to the whole thing but i listened to a bunch of it once i found out they riff heavy there were several songs that i added to like my my like songs um because i was just like this is so good for me mm-hmm. um but my favorite there's this one off of their newest album called uh how death came to this city um it's from their their newest album like i said it's called keep on fighting um and that one's really cool because it's got like killer riffs um, um it's got a lot of like really shrill leads and stuff like that uh, but then it's still got this kind of like a haunting vocal from her. Nice. Um, that like they have in this song, and there's like a whole bunch of like really eerie like vocal harmonies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's like listen to their album Stories if you want to hear more like uh, acoustic stuff that's like that's like this. Um, and if you're into some riffage, listen to any of their other albums because they go hard, bro. Nice. <laughs> Can't wait to check them out. Channing Tatum crushes his glass of whiskey in his hands. Shards fly everywhere, but they don't cut them because it's a prop glass. (laughs) That's good. That's good. He turns to the moth mask sitting next to him on the couch. He gently strokes the moth's proboscis. (laughs) Yes, my sweet. I know just what to do about these meddling kids. Oh, no. He reaches down and grabs the Bible from the drawer next to his bed and props a small notepad against it. 
He begins taking swigs of whiskey straight from the bottle as he writes aggressively. Periodically, he turns back to the mask, laughing and whispering sweet nothings to it. He's drinking more and more and more. Yeah, they'll never see this one coming. Oh my god, I'm I'm so good at, at kill, kill, killing nerds. <laughs> you and me, baby, we're unstoppable. No dumbass kids with their meddling can stop us. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look how hot I am. Nailing it. Nailing the impression. Loving it. Keep going. Keep going. He, uh, he trails off, putting the last pin stroke on the paper. He immediately turns to the side and falls asleep on the couch. And we're just able to make out his plan scrawled on the sheet. Kill them till they're all dead. There's a picture next to it of two stick figures with X's over their eyes. And then a broken and battered van crashed against a wall with three more stick figures and a little stick figure dog oh. with X's over their eyes, too. Oh, uh, no. Who could that be? <laughs> I'm very curious. Our next song is Cut the Brakes by Downswing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're drinking cans, because if I had a bottle, I'd smash it over my fucking head. You know? Oh, man, and there'd be glass all over my room and blood on your head. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Only one of those concerns you. <laughs> <laughs> I would be concerned about both, Zach. <laughs> now I'm listening to this song. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, dude, this song's got great riffs. This song's got great screams, and it is all super appropriate for a song called Cut the Break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's some great chuggy breakdowns just throughout the track, and uh, a lot of those breakdowns are accompanied by like really shrill lead guitar over the top of it, which mm-hmm. I love. It's definitely pit making music. I know, know right? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, all in all, it's just very aggressive metalcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite parts of the track have to be at the very start, not like the very very start, but when he uh, he first starts like screaming, mm-hmm. um, and and at that point it's just like him screaming over like fuzzy bass, and then all the rest of the instruments come in, and it's like man, I just love fuzzy bass so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so any moment that accentuates that, killer. <laughs> um, but then my absolute favorite spot in the whole song, uh, everything drops out for a second right after a chuggy part, and he just goes. Watch me cut the fucking brakes. <laughs> <laughs> so sick. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Uh, these guys are from New York. Uh, I think that shows. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me. Uh, uh, it's like uh, 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 the New York hardcore scene has always been so like no nonsense compared to like the 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 West Coast hardcore scene that's always like, yeah, we're punk and we're pissed, but like we're having fun. You know. <laughs> 
Uh, these guys have uh, uh, 50 grand monthly, so like uh, uh, they're doing pretty well for themselves. And they only have one like full-length album out that I was able to find, but they have a whole bunch of singles and EPs. Um, they have um, uh, uh, they've been their first release was in 2017, um, and so they've been at it for like a minute now. Um, and from what I can tell, they're still making music, so pretty Hell psyched yeah. about that. Nice. Um, if you liked this, uh, I would check out their 2022 single called "Kick Rocks." Nice. Um, it's uh, faster and thrashier, so Hell it's pretty yeah. fucking dope. <laughs> Sounds up my alley, baby. Uh, so we hear the aggressive-ass guitar from Cut the Brakes as Channing Tatum rolls off the couch and dons the Mothman mask again. He stuffs the lanyard into his Speedo and heads out to the garage of the hotel, hosting the convention. As he enters the garage, he briefly freezes and jumps behind a trash can. Shaggy is passing a doobie to Scooby. <laughs> Upon closer observation, it seems Scooby-Doo is just a guy cosplaying as a dog. <laughs> we cannot be for certain that it's a furry thing, but we can't be certain that it's not either. Oh, it's like that one dude who spent like 17 grand to become a dog. <laughs> and all the other dogs hate him. <laughs> Your fursona doesn't smell like dog ass. <laughs> I don't like you. Both Shaggy and Scooby cough a whole bunch before stomping out the roach and returning to the hotel. Not appearing to notice, sexy Mothman crouched in the corner as they pass. Channing exhales a sigh of relief, and then he approaches the mystery machine. He crawls underneath, but he can't fit because of his moth helmet. So he takes off his moth helmet. <laughs> then he starts looking at the undercarriage of the, car of the van. And he's looking, and he's looking, and he's not a mechanic, so he doesn't really know what's going on. But then he sees a sign that says, Brakes, cut here. <laughs> Which all cars <laughs> All cars, trust me, I would know Yeah, my um, car just had one that said Steal me <laughs> And then they didn't They just broke it up a whole bunch And they broke my heart <laughs> He chews on the brake line Until it is severed Brake fluid sprays all over him But he doesn't wash it off Instead he crawls back out from under the car or the van And puts his helmet back on He fist pumps a couple of times Reveling in his victory. And then he heads to the Continental Breakfast. Nice. Yeah, you got to get the Continental. <laughs> Our next song is Accidents Don't Happen by LP. Nanotech bugs and a plug and unplug. Vision for the flash and hybrid. I run among the mud, skipper swarm through warnings and warning baby. Little Billy Blunderbuss looking for more recruits. City life is practice, cast and truancy. That's the rule of you and me, crash on mass lunacy. Friends use the laugh fast, crash little group on me. Now they check the bags with a staff class and losing. Who deserves a rap without warning? The same got for the mortar with a sports scorch, New York forfeit. Run among the poppy fans, order some more clips. Man, LP knows how to make a beat. Man, LP knows how to make a fucking beat, bro. Ah, man. <laughs> the simplest of things this man could just make pure fire. Dude, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's actually the first line I wrote on here is, this beat is so fire. 
<laughs> word for word. <laughs> yeah. But not like a like a fire, like, oh man, it's like he went out and he did all these things and he has a fireplace and he just flicked a switch. It's like, nah, man, this is like you're in a jungle and you gotta make a fire. And yeah, this yeah, guy yeah, just yeah. took like one tone off of a Korg keyboard and then just <laughs> made one drum loop and then just added just the smallest of things and all of a sudden it's just blazing in front of you. LP is so fucking cool and he's such a good producer because he can make a beat that sounds like a fax machine and it's dope. And it's so good. <laughs> I put, uh, obviously beats are like LP's bread and butter. Um, he's a super good producer. Mm-hmm. But uh, the second I heard this one, uh, uh, I was like, oh, I love this. I love, 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 love this. Yeah. Uh, the the almost like chiptune-esque sense that he uses, because they're so freaking digital, there's like no doubt in your mind that that's made by a computer. Yeah. Um, and then it's got like the whole song. Um, I'm not even sure if you were able to pick it up necessarily, because we didn't get to the part where it drops out yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whole song also has just an underlying like buzz of yeah. computer tone. Yeah. Um, and then when it gets into the hook, he adjusts the buzz like slightly to a couple of different notes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, it's just so cool. It feels like they're rapping from inside of a PC. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I always love about the way that LP produces, though, is he's able to retain certain parts of the song every time he comes back to it. Mm-hmm. But then it always has like really fresh elements put into it. So it's like it'll come back to the verse or it'll come back to the hook. Um, and it's got the same core beat, but it's got so many small changes that just like that just make it interesting and intriguing the whole way through. Right. Um, and you hear that a lot in like uh, uh, Run the Jewels and a lot of the other big projects that he works on um, that he's very famous for. But then also even on like tracks like this, uh, uh, it still shines through, even though this was like way earlier, something that he, he had done before he had like really blasted off. Right. Uh, if you're interested in digging deeper into his music, um, I'd recommend his track, uh, Time Won't Tell. This one's just like one of his beats that he made, one of his instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is dope. Like the production on that one is just super, super good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sexy Mothman sits smugly at breakfast. He's making a third Belgian waffle when he sees the Scooby crew exit the elevator and approach the garage. Oh, no. He smirks as he leans back in his seat, getting some cover behind a Sasquatch that seems pissed about the cereal selection. (laughs) (laughs) He smiles because he knows their time is nearing its end. He grabs a couple strips of bacon, and he waits. Five minutes pass, when suddenly Daphne comes running out of the garage. How's she alive, he mutters accidentally out loud. (laughs) Jeepers, we need some help. There's been an accident. A whole host of cryptids rush to the garage to see what's going on. And from amongst the crowd of Jersey devils and skunk apes and little green men, the sexy mothman feels completely invisible as he walks with them. In the garage is a scene that makes even mass murderer Channing Tatum's blood run cold. Uh... The mystery machine appears to have been in a, fi- a minor fender bender. <laughs> Zoinks, exclaims Velma. We need help finding whose car we bumped. And my glasses. Oh, no. Not her glasses. She can't see without her glasses. And suddenly Fred appears from the other side of the van. Hold the phone. I knew I wasn't a bad driver. Someone seems to have cut our brake line. Thank goodness we're in a garage and not somewhere we could go fast. (laughs) Which brings us to the final song of the playlist. Murder Machine by Tex Pack.
Nice. This song reminds me so much of the, like, 90s, 2000s indie emo music that I adore so much. Yeah. (laughs) It's got, like, those halfway nasally vocals with, like, mostly undistorted guitar that is playing, like, melancholy chords. Yeah. Love this shit, bro. Love this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When I clicked on the song Murder Machine, I was not expecting this vibe. No. Um, And I'm glad I got it, because (laughs) right up my alley. (laughs) Um, it's 100% officially in my rotation. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so these guys, Zach, I'm about to blow your mind. These guys are from Bogor, Indonesia. Whoa. Right? That, I, I was like shook when I read that. I was like, damn. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like that Eric Wareheim gif. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me put the pieces back together. Okay, I'm good. Zach, your brain. Oh, is it leaking? (laughs) Uh, So these guys uh, have 50K monthly plays. Nice. Um, So they're doing well. Hell yeah. Um, And their most recent release is from uh, 2021. So I'm hoping they're still putting out music because I'd love to hear more. Oh, yeah, for sure. Straight up my alley. I mean, you can't stop the murder machine. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Uh, I would recommend their song, The Early Serenade. Um, it's off of like a single, like I guess an EP. I don't know. It's got three songs on it, but it's also called The Early Serenade. Mm. And that one maintains the same kind of like melancholy vibe, but it's got like a little more gain on the guitars. It's a little more speedy up. It's a little more fast. It's quicker. <laughs> it's quicker. It's quicker. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, Can't wait to check them out, man. This fucking rips. Half the crowd of cryptids begins looking for Velma's glasses, while the others try to determine if they know whose car uh, the mystery machine hit. Channing stands awkwardly before turning away. He's got to get back inside and make a new plot. Oh, no. He takes a step, and the whole garage is suddenly quiet as a crunch emanates from under his foot. Oh, no. The glasses. He looks down and sees Velma's glasses crushed under his weight. At that moment, all eyes are on him. When suddenly the back of the mystery machine opens up and smoke pours out, Scooby and Shaggy exit the van. Hey, uh, hold on just one second. We we saw this guy trying to hide behind a trash can when Scoobs and I were getting up to smoke our morning duberino. <laughs> Scooby! He points a finger at Sexy Mothman. Scooby, don't move a muscle, pal. Oh, like the episode. (laughs) But before he could even finish saying the sentence, Sexy Mothman's head explodes in a massive viscera, Ah. painting everyone in red. Ah! Fred is holding a sawed-off shotgun and has a Judge (laughs) Dredd mask on. (laughs) I am the law. No, you gotta do it. Oh, yeah. 
Perfect. Man, I wanted to say that ever since I bought this awesome cosplay mask. <laughs> Everyone claps. The end. Yay! <laughs> Another case solved. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Judge, jury, and executioner Fred from Scooby-Doo yeah. <laughs> Well, Marshall, great playlist I, I really enjoyed it Great songs, man this is, uh, this is whipping up to be a great episode But unfortunately, it's my turn Oh, uh, no! Let uh, me drink Oh, no <laughs> <laughs> Well, Marshall, you know Our story begins like they always do, you know The gang is back at it again Except for this time they're heading for vacation in sunny California. <laughs> this is like a third of the Scooby-Doo motion pictures. Yeah. <laughs> a thick fog rolls into the area as they pass through the same three trees over and over and <laughs> over again. But finally, the cycle breaks as they approach the House on the Haunted Hill by Frank Duvall. song is so excellent for just like 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 movie intro sequence right or show intro sequence like you said the same three trees are passing by yeah but i can totally see this playing as the mystery machine goes through yeah and like and like little names of like insignificant people like producers and directors are popping up on the screen right you know oh man fantastic yeah thank you it was a it's a good find Uh, to me it just reminded me of haunted elevator music (laughs) like you get into the elevator and they're like 13th floor and you're just like i guess Mm -hmm. yeah that's what my key says Man, it's that, like, walking bass and that, like, organ that comes in, you know? It's just, like, it just, it kind of, like, it's like stepping into a place you shouldn't be in. You know, yeah. like, like you go to a secondary location with somebody you met at a bar, <laughs> and you walk in into their, like, shithole, like, apartment, and there's, like, other people there, but then it's not really, like, a party. Everyone's just, like, there. Well, you know? one of my favorite elements of it, honestly, was like how much reverb there is on all the, like the the, the percussive hits because yeah. they're not like it's not like like a drum kit or anything like that. It's all of these like little kind of like weird alt percussion hits. Yeah, there's that is, cowbell that just yeah. has like a heaviness to it. <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's so weird. <laughs> but then those strings come in, and it's like you're at that scary apartment. But then you see the person who invited you, and you're just like, oh yeah, you're here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're the reason I'm scared right now. Yeah, you're good the, to see you. Good to see you, buddy. Like you're saying, like this sets the tone of like you know, like a movie or a TV show. Well, Frank Duvall, he actually is a composer for a lot of movies and oh. television and stuff like that. He also did a little bit of a bit of acting. Apparently, he was in the original like Parent Trap, I think. Uh, but yeah, no, he made a he made a shitload of music. 
Weirdly enough, though, did not make the music for House on Haunted Hill. (laughs) And then I was trying to realize where the fuck this came from, and I could not figure it out. But apparently it's just a song he made called named after the same movie, but it is not composed by him. Like the the original score does not sound like this. So he just likes the movie and wanted to make a spooky song about it. He's like, I'm going to do it right, you know? (laughs) (laughs) These amateurs! These amateurs! But yeah, no, he's a a great composer. Uh, On uh, Spotify, they don't have a whole lot of his shit. They just have, like, things here and there. And they have a lot of... So he uh, did a lot of arrangements uh, or, like, composed, like, uh, uh, for a lot of famous people, like Nat King Cole and a bunch of other, like... Oh, nice. uh, Like, yeah, he was, like, the guy in the studio who was, like, you know, like, composing. Did a great job, but he has, like, over 40 soundtracks that he's made. Uh, That's wild. Yeah, no, really. And some of them are, like, really fucking great movies. I can't think of any of that coming to mind. I don't think I've seen 40 movies. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lie. You've hung out with me for at least eight years. We've seen at least twice that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but another <laughs> <Your> movie head. <laughs> another song I would recommend that he composed is called Bing Bang Bong. It's Sophia Loren is like singing. That sounds, uh, oh, I think I, have I heard this one? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, bong always sounds like a <laughs> ring-a-ding, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bing Bang Bong, yes, please. <laughs> I will. <laughs> As they approach the gates to the haunted house before them, they see a dark figure next to a dimly lit sign. Fred looks out the driver's side window. Hey, mister! We seem to be lost! The dark figure turns around. His face is wrinkled and covered in liver spots. And in his hands, he holds a cabbage. Shaggy pipes up from the back. Like Zoing Scoob, this guy's walking around with a head of lettuce. What a weirdo. <laughs> Daphne chimes in. Excuse me, we're trying to get back to the highway. Old Man Cabbage turns and points towards the gate. It creaks open. Fred turns to the group. All right, gang, let's see if someone inside is a little less creepy. <laughs> The mystery machine drives up the road, past the old man who gently strokes his cabbage. They reach the front of the decaying giant Victorian manor. Another man in a Hawaiian shirt is seen at the front, trying to look inside through the windows. Hello, can you help us? I was gonna ask you the same thing! (laughs) The man turns around to reveal his identity. My next song, Gilbert Godfrey by Tappan. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs>
I liked that. Yeah. That was good. Man, it's like this song is so simple, but like in the best ways. This song, it's nice because it's like, oh, I can write music. Yeah. It's like, it's, I can do that. Yeah. And not, not like, a, not, that's not negative towards them. It's just like, it's just like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's approachable. It's right. nice. Yeah. No, it's a, like, I, to me, it just sounds like a song where you're moving to nowhere. Yeah. You know, it's like you're packing up all your shit and you're just like, okay. Which I could be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and that's a, that's my favorite part about the song. It's just the lyrics, which is, you know, I wish I could do a Gilbert Godfrey impression, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I wish I could get away with jokes about depression, you know. <laughs> and I got to say, I do both of those things. It's not better. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I do depression jokes on this show, and I'm always worried. I'm like, those aren't going to land. Yeah. <laughs> No, they always do. That's the thing. <laughs> night after night, I get up there. I'm like, I'm gonna kill myself, and they pe- people they just, just clap eat it up. and clap yeah. and clap. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great and it's awful. I love it. Um, but yeah, they only have five monthly plays. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, it was four, like you know, yesterday, and then uh, now it's up to five. I think I think I'm one of them. Hell uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they have two albums out, and I think the last one was recorded in, like, 2018 or 2017, so I'm not too sure if they're around anymore, but, mm-hmm. you know, made some great shit. Like, uh, I recommend the song Ogre the Hills. Uh, <laughs> that's another, like, acoustic track that's, like, off this. Uh, it is the song right after this on their, like, uh, uh, sort of, like, compilation album. Because uh, they have, like, uh, a couple of albums and a couple of just, like, singles and EPs and stuff, mm-hmm. but they just kind of threw them all together on, like, a, a compilation, which is pretty yeah. dope. But the mystery team all jumps out of the van and approaches the house. They introduce themselves to Mr. Godfrey. What are you doing at this old, scary mansion, Gilbert? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I own this scary piece of shit! <laughs> You just do such a good Gilbert Godfrey. Just, holy shit. <laughs> it was left to me by my bitch of an, an aunt. God bless her soul. But I can't seem to get into the fucking thing. <laughs> Velma looks at him puzzled. Maybe we should try it and get through the back door. Brilliant! <laughs> chimes gilbert they all walk around to the back of the house in the backyard there is a uh in the backyard there's a tire swing and a huge lake behind it like g scoob sure is a nice place i wonder if they got any food in here fat chance <laughs> jesus christ my aunt was a blimp This lake actually used to be the place that they would bathe her. (laughs) You're killing me, dude. (laughs) Holy shit. Suddenly, there is a sound from the lake. Jinkies, what was that? God, I hope it's not the lizard, people. (laughs) I fucking hate the lizard, people. They're so fucking gross! Ah, God, they're disgusting with their scales! My next song... 
is Lizard People by Playboy Man Baby. <laughs> that opening guitar riff because it sets it up to be high energy but it's also like hey man we're chill (laughs) (laughs) i i should have expected good things the second playboy man baby was said (laughs) but that was solid yeah right oh man it's uh i just love that guy's vocals too Mm -hmm. it's like the dude from modest mouse is having a panic attack you know it's like the dude from modest mouse knows how to vocal fry at that one part of the song (laughs) (laughs) boom roasted (laughs) (laughs) and man they sure sneak in that horn section on you yeah they really do yeah i remember i was i was boogie woogie and with my eyes closed and i just looked up at you and said there's horns yeah (laughs) the horns are here (laughs) but yeah man they got like seventeen thousand monthly listens uh they got five albums uh their last ep came out in 2021 so i'm hoping hoping they're still around hoping they're still working on shit you know um i recommend another song i think it's off this album as well called troll dog <laughs> troll dog troll dog as opposed to what was it Og- ogre hill on the uh, last one <laughs> ogre the hills ogre the hills <laughs> yeah i got a theme going <laughs> yeah. for large humanoids <laughs> uh, uh but they also have another dope song that's very punk rock called you can be fashion uh, you can be a fascist too uh, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I believe satire's in that one, but maybe, maybe I'm giving more credit. I don't know. <laughs> they are a Playboy man, baby. <laughs> Two lizard people step out of the lake and begin to approach the mystery gang. They do the run where they stand still, but their like feet move real fast. <laughs> <laughs> The gang splits up. Daphne, Fred, and Velma going to the left. Shaggy, Scooby, and Gilbert going to the right. The lizard people chase to the right. Uh-oh. They find a shed. Quick! Get in here! They all rush inside <laughs> with Gilbert. Now we have to be very fucking quiet! <laughs> Don't make a fucking sound or else they'll hear us! <laughs> It's funny because I don't know if the listeners are going to realize just how loud you're yelling this in our house. (laughs) Don't fucking breathe! (laughs) The door opens, revealing the lizard people standing. God damn it! It's that big ass dog! That's how they found us! How do you sneak around with this 200 pound dog? Gilbert Godfrey fucking hates Scooby Doo. He's he Scooby Doo, you know. 
they are captured by the lizard people and thrown into sacks. The lizard people take them into the lake and swim down. Fred, Daphne, and Velma watch in horror. Oh no, we got to save them! <laughs> when Scooby, Shaggy, and Gilbert awake, they find themselves in a dark room covered with seaweed. There's lab equipment all around. The lizard people are plugging in wires and flipping switches. Oh no! They're gonna start harvesting our organs! <laughs> Kill the dog first! <laughs> no one gives a shit about the dog! Ruh-roh! <laughs> Says Scooby. <laughs> the lizard people stand in the middle of the room. They clap their hands together in synchronicity. Color lights start flashing and music plays as they begin to an interpretive dance. <laughs> My next song, Lizard Den by Manami. I never thought I would crave glow sticks. <laughs> All right, what are you talking about? I love eating glow sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Want to put them in a big Scooby-Doo sandwich and eat them up to the song, you know? <laughs> Man, it's got beep boops that just don't quit. The beep boops are so, like, bubbly. Yeah. <laughs> this song is very wet. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a very wet song, you know? <laughs> Uh, to, to, to use one of your words, Zach, quite splashy. Quite splashy. I don't know if that's how you would use splashy. Nah. But it's wet. i bubbly. Not bubbly, but bubbly. Bubbly. Yeah, very bubbly. Yeah. It's very trance-like, you know? I found myself zoning out to the song, like, taking no drugs or drinking, but just zoning out while listening to the song, you know? It's just funny, because I know that you listened to this song while at work today. Yeah. And I think if this song came on while I was at work, I would just stand up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> I started re like hacking into my computer. Yeah. <laughs> and then I poured an orange Fanta all over it. Yeah, and I was like, I'm in. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, Manami, they're, uh, they're great. They got 5,000 monthlies. Uh, they got one EP and four singles out. Uh, if you like this song, I recommend uh, Overture 1 or Rain Dance. I think Rain Dance is like their newest one, and that's pretty Hell great. Yeah. yeah. But you know, just this vibe, just that sort of like chill rave ass vibe, you know? Yeah, I'm loving yeah. it, you know? That was dope. Yeah, and they're, they're just lizard people doing dances. Yeah, that was the thing. I could so perfectly imagine. You said an interpretive dance right before we cut away to the song. Yeah. And it's like just picturing like lizards just fucking doing the robot and shit to this. Yeah, while well, like colored lights and strobe <laughs> lights are just like going off, you know, and they're just like both like in sequence, you know. There's a control panel that neither of them are touching. Yeah. <laughs> Fred, Daphne, and Velma discovered the lizard den through a secret cave entrance. 
They overhear Gilbert's cries of torture. Dear God! Stop doing this! <laughs> Take my organs! Start with my eyes! <laughs> Come on, gang. We gotta save them. <laughs> Fred finds a nearby bucket and mop. He tosses the uh, mop bucket between the lizard people, knocking them over. <laughs> Strike. <laughs> All right, let's see who you really are. They take off the mask of one of the lizard people to reveal my last song, Old Man Cabbage, (laughs) by Blair Crimmins and the Hookers. Oh, all of them? Yeah, you know it. Cool. Yeah, I feel like this song breeds hijinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, uh, like, get up to nefarious actions with this song playing. Well, right before we cut it, the it sounded like the piano was doing kind of a lead thing that was very like tip tappy, mm-hmm. and it sounds like the exact kind of thing that happens when, uh, well, like you were saying, when hijinks are like are like, yeah. like not, nef- not nothing nefarious, but things that are like mischievous are going on. Yeah, you know? <laughs> which is very up the the alley of a Scooby Doo villain. You know. <laughs> Wait, Scooby-Doo villains don't, like, murder tons of people? No. Well, <laughs> I guess it's Velma. I haven't watched that show. <laughs> they murder the audience, that's for sure. Oh! oh. Rah, rah, rah. I don't make money in comedy. Uh, <laughs> ex- except, except at corporate ex- gigs. Except at corporate gigs, and sometimes when really nice people book me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, I uh, I love the chorus because it's just like it's not it's just like like wailing. It's really fun fun to sing along. Blair Crimmins, he has a pretty good voice, and I, I and honestly, who doesn't love the hookers? Oh, they're wonderful, uh, lovely, lovely hookers. I'd love know? to meet one one day. Yeah, <laughs> we got to do a show in Vegas. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they're at 5,000 monthlies. They have four albums and uh, one single out. Uh, I recommend, uh, so their newest album that came out in 2021, I think they're still touring and doing stuff, but their mm-hmm. newest album is uh, all covers, all done in this fashion, in this like oh, sort of like, fun. you know, big jazz sort of like fashion mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, no, uh, Psycho Killer off that album's fucking great. Dope. Yeah. Love that song. I also, uh, a non-cover song <laughs> that's really good by them is called uh, Passed Around. And that one's pretty good too, you know. But yeah. but if you like this sort of vibe, you know, I definitely recommend them. You know, uh, uh, pretty fun stuff. I'm definitely looking uh, forward to listening to more of their music. But uh, as as old man cabbage is you know unmasked, the gang shouts, "Old man cabbage, <laughs> Uncle Ernie!" <laughs> exclaims Gilbert. "He's my uncle." 
<laughs> he married that fat bitch who gave me this place. <laughs> <laughs> she cut him out of the wheel years ago, though. Because he kept fucking this cabbage. <laughs> he never passed around the pocket cabbage. So I guess he dressed up like this goddamn lizard person. Just to try and scare me because, oh, I fucking hate lizard people. <laughs> to get me to leave, is that right? Old man Cabbage nods. <laughs> Velma looks puzzled. But wait, who's the other person in the lizard person costume? They go to unmask it. It's the Cabbage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they all throw their heads back and laugh. <laughs> Thank you so much for helping me, gang. You know... You remind me of a story I once heard. A family walks into a talent agency. <laughs> the end. <laughs> if y'all have not heard Gilbert Gottfried do the aristocrats, go listen to Gilbert Gottfried doing the aristocrats, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then the dog <laughs> We don't need to get more no, into no, it than no. that, Zach no. <laughs> We'll get cancelled <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's, that's the end of my story, man Holy shit, dude yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I went first Because I could not have followed that up Except that I have to now with another segment <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna be great, you know. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be so fucking good, dude. I just oh, uh, re recently, Marshall, you know this, but for the listeners who don't, recently I had to do a show where I did all of my material as Gilbert Godfrey, and so that went really fucking well <laughs> to the point where jokes that don't even really work when I do them fucking killed when I did that fucking voice. Well, it was funny because when uh, uh, when the first song was playing, I, I looked at Zach and I said, uh, or I guess when the song, I don't know, after you introduced Gottfried as the character, I guess during yeah. the Lizard People maybe, yeah. I was just like, oh man, you did Gottfried once and it's like... yeah. <laughs> I can't escape it. It was so funny because other comedians were like, you know, he's dead now. So, like, you could take that. And <laughs> oh, my God. No, you can't. And I you can't. Just, you just escaped everyone being like, you sound like John Mulaney. Yeah, exactly. You, 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 you sound like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man! All right, buddy. Okay, let's, Zach. Let's round this baby out. Let's <laughs> let's let's get this final segment going. So I've got one more segment for us, Zach. It's called Shaggy's Baggies. Hell yeah! <laughs> I am the guy who gets good names for my segment. <laughs> <laughs> You're the other guy. You pick up the slack. <laughs> 
Okay, Zach, so this game is almost like word association, except there's a right answer. (laughs) Um, I have made up a bunch of slang terms for drugs that Shaggy keeps in the baggies. Ooh, nice. So I'm going to give you a name, a slang term, and you're going to tell me what drug it is. Okay, yeah. And just to be clear... Drugs can be used more than one time. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to start with sleepy. <laughs> sleepy, okay, um, I'm, I'm going to say heroin. Correct. Fuck yeah. Next, dopey. Let's <laughs> say weed. Nope, it's heroin. <laughs> Next, we got happy. Um, ecstasy. Heroin. <laughs> God damn it. Grumpy. <laughs> Heroin? Yes. <laughs> it's when you're coming off it. <laughs> Doc. Heroin. Correct. Because <laughs> you need a doctor to get you the prescription. Uh, uh, bashful. Uh, heroin. That one's weed. Fuck! <laughs> God damn it, got me. Sneezy? <laughs> Cocaine. Correct. Okay, all right. I thought they were just all going to be heroin for a second. No, I was just going through the seven dwarfs. Yeah. Oh, I picked that up. <laughs> um, The evil queen. Oh. Um, uh, evil queen. Uh, meth? Angel dust. Ah, fuck. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, bongo fills. Uh, I'm gonna say weed. Correct. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Clapton. <laughs> Cocaine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a can of that good stuff. Um, a can of that good stuff. I'm gonna say heroin. Air duster. <laughs> I also would have accepted keyboard cleaner. You always forget. You always forget air duster. You know? A Saturday night fever. Um I I I I'm gonna I'm gonna say ecstasy. Cocaine. Fuck. I, <laughs> Again, these these are all arbitrary. I know. In terms I came up with and wrote next to a drug. So. I was thinking disco, you know, cocaine, but then I was like, but you know, Saturday night, baby. Robocop. Robotessin? Formaldehyde. Because he was dead and they preserved him. Can you get high off formaldehyde? Yeah, they did blunts in this shit. Whoa. You, haven't you smoked a blunt dipped in formaldehyde? No, that was lean. Oh, that makes way more sense. But yeah, no, people like dip blunts in that shit, dude. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to smoke it back from the dead. <laughs> Halloween. It's coming up. <laughs> Soon. Soon. <laughs> uh, uh, nature's own. Uh, mushrooms. Uh, that, that's actually, that's probably a better answer. I put weed for that one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Ricky Bobby. Uh, uh, cocaine? Cocaine. I also would have accepted meth because he liked to go fast. Okay, yeah. I was thinking the don't try and snort these lucky charms. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whippets? Yeah. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. You got that one. <laughs> I thought I thought for, for whippets it would be like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> uh, hell time. 
Um, hell time. Uh, God. Uh, <laughs> meth? That one's angel dust again. Uh, okay, all right. And our last one, Zach. Throatster. Throatster? Throatster. <laughs> I'm going to say cocaine because of the drip. Uh, no, I, I said that one was air duster. Uh, <laughs> brought that one back around. <laughs> Once again, forgetting the air duster. For, you know? Forgetting people do <clears throat> that shit. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Well, that is the class one felony forehead kiss that puts this episode to bed. <laughs> is Shaggy a detective? Is yeah. Shaggy like like one step away from being a cop? Yeah, but like, you know, most detectives, they can still fucking party. That's true. Yeah. It's true. Have you ever seen Matlock's cock? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I got a Betamax tape for you. I've got a laser disc with your name on it. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We had a great time putting it together. Uh, obviously, a beloved franchise, Scooby Doo. What, uh, how could you go wrong? And we did. Uh, <laughs> that was so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys could do us a solid favor and give us a uh, follow on whatever sort of app you're listening to this podcast on and give us a rating, five stars or more. I'm getting horse. Because Gilbert takes it out of me. <laughs> Zach, you gotta stop doing all that throat stir. <laughs> you can also give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> we got some pretty dope shit coming down the line, and uh, we would really appreciate it, you know. Uh, <laughs> you guys can also email us eardrunk at gmail.com if you have ideas for playlists if you guys want to get in contact with us if you guys just want to say hey you fucked up that Gilbert Godfrey impression's not that good <laughs> we'll read it live on air and uh, we'll have a fun time with it we'd love to hear from you we get lonely sometimes uh, <laughs> you guys can also <laughs> most of the time <laughs> You guys can also uh, check out the description of these episodes and check out these dope, amazing playlists that we've put together with all of these wonderful, exceptional artists who have made these brilliant, amazing songs that we've talked about today. If you guys heard a little snippet from them from this episode, we encourage you, go and check them out. Be sure to follow their page. They're dope people putting out amazing work, and we love them, we appreciate them, and all that they do. Uh, there's another man in there uh, uh, another man in the description who's that take <laughs> off the mask what who could it be oh it's jw francis my god i love jw francis jw francis lets us use the song lo-fi <laughs> off the album we share a similar joy it's an amazing song he's an amazing man <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help myself, you know. It's just he's that good of an artist. He's he's so amazing. He's so wonderful. Check out his entire catalog of music right now. He's on tour with Mustard Service. Uh, you know, just just going from place to place, spreading good vibes. We love him. We appreciate him. Thank you so much, JW. 
And we want to give out one more special shout out to Dane Valness. Uh, Dane is the person who created the graphic for our show. He also uh, created an amazing card game called Siege Born Saga. And guys, it got fully funded on Kickstarter. So if you're a listener to the show and you guys helped out by giving him some money to kickstart this amazing, wonderful card game, we want to say thank you. Thank you to all the people who contributed to it. We're so happy and proud that it got funded and that he's able to continue this journey. And he's, you know, and honestly, if you contributed, thank you, because that means we get the decks that we got for contributing. Yeah. Because it got funded. Yeah. <laughs> it's a win-win, baby. And uh, with all that being out of the way, I've been your host, Zach Webb. And I'm Gilbert Gottfried. May I rest in peace. And have a kick-ass day. Yeah.